0: Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe.
1: Not only am I to love my neighbor, Jesus is commanding me to love my enemy, and I'm to pray for those who are persecuting me. I'm to pray for those who hate me.
0: Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe. Do you pray for your enemies? That's not easy. In fact, in this age of anger and division, is it even possible at all? Today on The Verdict, we're taking a fresh look at this very radical and very convicting command from Jesus about showing mercy and love. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe with today's lesson titled, Loving Your Enemies.
1: Are you someone who always insists on your rights? Is that your focus? And if you think someone is going to take advantage of you, do you get in there first? In a sense, before they hit you, you hit them? Is that part of your philosophy of life? Today we're again listening to Jesus and what is called the Sermon on the Mount, as he gives some of the most profound and convicting teaching we have in the Holy Scriptures. I've called this message Loving Your Enemies, as that's what Jesus tells us to do. And think of how easy it is to retaliate. We see this among little boys who punch and kick each other and always want to get in the last kick. How about you? Let's listen to Jesus. In The Merchant of Venice by William Shakespeare, Antonio and Bassanio borrow 3,000 ducats from Shylock. The agreement is that they will pay no interest. You may remember if you studied uh, this wonderful play at school, The Merchant of Venice. The agreement was that they would pay no interest, however, if the loan was not repaid, Shylock would be entitled to one pound of flesh from Antonio, one pound of Antonio's flesh. As the story unfolds, the loan is not repaid and there is a court case to determine this. And although Shylock at the court case is offered twice the amount of the loan, he refuses and he insists on his pound of flesh. Portia pleads with him to display mercy and Shakespeare captures it so well in these words the quality of mercy is not strained it droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath it is twice blessed it blesseth him that gives and him that takes but in spite of these pleadings by Portia uh, that Shylock expend mercy he insists on his pound of flesh And Portia then reminds Shylock with these words, Therefore, prepare thee to cut off the flesh. Shed thou no blood, nor cut thou less nor more, but just a pound of flesh. She says, all right, if you're insisting on your pound of flesh, you can have your pound of flesh. But be very, very careful, Shylock. If you exact one drop of blood, more or less... And if it is more or less than a pound of flesh, you shall die and all of your goods be confiscated. Fascinating play written many years ago, but in The Merchant of Venice, there is a vivid contrast between a legal interpretation of the law and mercy. Justice administered in a legalistic way I will have my pound of flesh. In fact, I insist on my pound of flesh. That is the agreement and we're going to stand by it. That is my right. Or in contrast, there is the beautiful quality of mercy. Blessing the one who gives and the one who receives. Jesus put it this way. Blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Let me ask you, how are you in your dealings with other people? Are you someone who's always insisting on your rights, what you're entitled to, your reputation, your interests? You're very good at protecting your interests. And if the truth be told, in your dealings with others, it's all about you, this is my right, this is what I expect of you, this is what I demand a legalistic approach to life? Or do you display mercy? As you deal with others, is there a generosity of spirit, a generosity of your resources, a generosity of your time? In fact, a love for others, including those who mistreat you. Very convicting to think of this, isn't it? I'm sure all of us, would like to think that we are merciful. And today's verses will help us as we consider the teaching of our Lord Jesus and learn once again that to be a follower of Jesus is to be countercultural, cultural is to live in a way which is different from the surrounding culture. Now, in the verses that we're going to read, and they're famous verses, even if you don't know your Bible very well, you'll at least have heard some of these. In these verses, Jesus is not setting out a government's legal system in administering his laws to protect his citizens. That is dealt elsewhere in scripture. What we have here in the magnificent teaching of the Sermon on the Mount is how we relate to others. My personal relationships, my personal ethics, my values, my standards, and how I treat other people. You ready to hear the teaching of Jesus? Here it is. First of all, in Matthew 5, verses 38 through 42. says Jesus speaking. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Matthew 5, verses 38 through 42. Very convicting verses, aren't they? What is the basic point? You have heard that it was said, verse 38, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. Here is the basic principle. Don't retaliate. Do not retaliate. Do not resist the one who is evil. Now, as we come to this section of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus uses a formula that we've seen several times before. Notice what he said. You've heard that it was said. He's referring Uh, to the interpretation of the Mosaic Law by the scribes and the Pharisees and uh, some of the additional traditions they've built up. You've heard that it was said. And Jesus, of course, knew the law. Now, what was the Old Testament law in this? Well, under the Mosaic Law, it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Exodus 21, verse 23, here's the Mosaic Law. But if there is harm... Then you shall pay, life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. We also have that in Leviticus 24, verses 17 through 21, and Deuteronomy 19, verse 21. This is called the lex talionis, Latin for the law of retaliation. And there's a lot of merit in the law of retaliation. It is the concept that we well know, and in a sense practice today, that the punishment fits the crime. And we learned at the time of Jesus, 2,000 years ago, monetary values were placed on these matters. There'd be a monetary value placed on a tooth or an arm or a leg. Now, in our society, in our laws, we're familiar with the laws of damages, if you're at work and your arm is broken, there is a certain monetary value placed on that. If you're in a car and you're injured and your leg is broken and you take uh, the driver at fault to court, uh, the court will adjudicate on it and say there's a certain value for a broken leg. You understand that? The punishment It's the crime, as it were. But Jesus is saying, now, that's what you heard. (laughs) But Jesus is saying, no. His followers in their personal relationships are not to seek retribution, but rather are to follow this law of non-retaliation. Verse 39 again, but I say to you, Do not resist the one who is evil. In our study of Romans some time ago, at the end of Romans 12, Paul says, don't seek vengeance. You want to get even with someone? Don't do that. Leave that to the Lord. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Now, the Lord very helpfully gives us four illustrations of non-retaliation in verses 39 to 42. Here is the first one in verse 39. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. I did not practice that as a wee boy in the playground at school. Someone hit me, I hit them back, and I hit them back harder. But Jesus is saying, don't do that. What's the point? Don't retaliate when you're personally insulted or you're falsely accused. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him. Now this is referring to a particular insult. Here is a person who is right-handed and you're in front of them and they slap you on on your left cheek with a right hand and then as you're staggering from that, they then take the back of their hand and hit you on on the right cheek. In any society, not only is that wrong, it's personally insulting, isn't it? You are humiliated by this. And now Jesus is saying when someone hits you on the cheek, you've got to turn the other. Here is the first illustration then of non retaliation, and it's a very convicting one. Do not respond to personal insults, turn the other cheek. Here is a second illustration in verse 40. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Second illustration then refers to being sued in court when someone wants your personal property. Following this principle of our Lord of non-retaliation, be prepared in that situation not to insist on your rights. Interesting regarding taking people to court. Paul says, don't take your brother or sister to court. In 1 Corinthians 6, he says, why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? That is the spirit of the Lord's teaching here in the Sermon on the Mount, the principle of non-retaliation. Here's the third illustration in verse 41. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. the background to this is Rome is the occupying power and Rome had the authority to conscript an individual to get that individual to carry their military equipment and so you would go a mile pretty humiliating isn't it they're the occupiers Jesus says you know I want you not just to go a mile I want you to go the second mile have you ever done that? you ever gone the extra mile when someone's taking advantage of you? Someone's presuming, perhaps, on your generosity, and you go the second mile. That's what Jesus is teaching. There's a fourth illustration, which is a tough one for us. Verse 42, give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. The fourth illustration refers to the generosity of our possessions do you understand that everything that you have belongs to Jesus you say well I worked for it yes he gave you the strength to work for it everything you have all of your possessions you are to hold with open hands the Lord gives the Lord takes away and Jesus is saying don't be selfish now don't be like the Pharisees and overinterpret what Jesus is saying in a legalistic way. He is not saying that if some homeless person comes and you give everything you have to that homeless person, after all, he's probably, he may well buy drugs, he may well buy alcohol, he may just blow it on gambling or something. That's not what Jesus is saying. Be, be sensible. You know the spirit of this. The spirit of this is this. When you're in a position to help an individual who's poor, who's at some disadvantage, and when you're in a position to help that person, do it not in a legalistic way, not saying, well, I guess I should help you. Do it with generosity. Show mercy. Show generosity. Are you generous? Does that generosity overflow to people in need with your time, with your resources, with your funds? Here then are the basic points. Don't retaliate when you're personally insulted. Do you find that hard? I find that hard. My my nature is to hit back and to hit back harder. Jesus is saying, don't do that. When you're insulted, do not retaliate. Secondly, don't insist on your legal rights. Third, go the extra mile. Fourth, give generously. Give out of gratitude for all that God has given you. God can give you more and more and more. And the more you give, often the more the Lord gives us. Blessed are those who give, says Jesus. And it is more blessed to give Than to receive. Now, as we've gone through this, don't rationalize the teaching. Don't think of loopholes. Think of the spirit of it. Now, Jesus has more. Let's read on. You think that was tough teaching? More is to come. Let's read Matthew 5 43 through 48. You ready for this? You've heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew 5 verses 43 through 48. We saw in the preceding verses the basic principle, don't retaliate. Is there more? Yes. Don't retaliate, but love your enemies. Not only am I not to retaliate, Jesus is saying, you've got to love your enemies. Now, look at verse 43. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. In the Old Testament, there were commandments to love your neighbor, but nowhere did the Mosaic law say to hate your enemy. The Israelites, as they saw that command to love your neighbor, they probably interpreted this as I am to love my fellow Israelite. This is my neighbor. I'm an Israelite. I'm surrounded by Israelites. I am to, lo- I am to love my Israelites. So at the time of Jesus, the teaching arose, as Jesus is saying, that while you're, you are to love your fellow Israelites, you are to hate your enemy. After all, This person is your enemy. And if he's your enemy, there's a reason why he's your enemy. And while I'm to love my fellow Israelites, I'm to hate my enemies. And who are the enemies? Well, in particular, the Romans. The Romans were the occupying power. But notice again, the radical teaching of Jesus. Jesus. Remember, he is the fulfillment of the law and he is the interpreter of the law. You've heard it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Here is the voice of authority. Here is God incarnate speaking. I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Not only am I to love my neighbor, and not only am I not to hate my enemy, Jesus is commanding me to love my enemy. And I'm to pray for those who are persecuting me. I'm to pray for those who hate me. Uh, I, I'm to pray in the first century for those who want to kill me. Is this what Jesus is saying? Yes, it is. And he says, listen, it's easy to love those who love you. Even, even unbelievers do that. Uh, Even the despised, the tax collectors do that. In that culture, the tax collector was regarded as despised. They were despicable people. Even the despicable people, even the thieves, even nasty people love their own. They love their own family. They love their own friends. Uh, They invite their friends over for dinner and they go to their friend's house for dinner. And that's the way it works. He says, Do not even the Gentiles do the same? At the end of verse 47, even the pagans love their own. But I'm saying to you, it's true, you're to love your neighbor. Do you love your neighbor? Remember the marvelous parable Jesus told of the Good Samaritan, where the lawyer asks a very good question as Jesus tells the story. He says, well, who is my neighbor? I'm, I'm glad that question was asked because Jesus clarifies it. Your neighbor is anyone in need who you are able to help. Your neighbor is anyone who is in need and you are in a position to help. In that parable, a man is traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And on the way, he's robbed, he's beaten up. He's left half dead on the the road and the, the robbers having stripped him of all of his possessions leave him He's in a terrible situation. He can't help himself. There he's lying. And a a priest comes, a religious man, and he's walking and he sees the man and just keeps on going. Uh, Here's a Levite, another religious man. He's walking on the same road and he sees the wretched man and he, he takes a look, but he passes by on the other side. They have a policy of non-involvement. This is not my problem. Someone else's problem. Poor man. It's a pity someone doesn't help him, but he's not my problem. Uh, I've got a very important appointment down in Jericho, and I'm a very busy man, and this man, uh, someone else can help him, but not me. And then Jesus says, a man come who's a, a Samaritan, who really there is also animosity between the Jew and the Samaritan. Here's a Jew left half dead, and here's a Samaritan that you would have expected to kept on going. But no, the Samaritan comes. We call him the Good Samaritan, and he helps the man.
0: You're listening to The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe and a message titled, Loving Your Enemies. We'll continue with part two on tomorrow's program. But no matter what your New Year's schedule looks like, Remember, you can always find these messages and listen anytime online at theverdict.org. And here at the start of this new year, we want to help you step forward with confidence and clarity on the teaching of Jesus by getting familiar with His words in the Sermon on the Mount. That's why we're offering a special booklet from John titled Life in the Kingdom. This handy booklet walks you through the clear teaching of Jesus on what it really means to follow Him and how to apply His lessons to your life today. So request your copy of Life in the Kingdom and gain an eternal perspective for day-to-day living by going to our website at theverdict.org. Here at The Verdict, we're committed to sharing the truth of God's Word every day, not just in your local community, but to listeners all across the world. And we invite you to help us share these Bible lessons with people around the globe by supporting our ministry with a generous gift of any amount. You can give a gift of any amount today by clicking the Donate tab on our homepage or by giving us a call at 833-551-2231. That's 833-551-2231. You can even send a check in the mail by writing to The Verdict, Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina 28226. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe.
1: Well, what's your verdict? Where do you stand on this? How have you dealt with personal attacks and humiliations? If you're like me, you want to retaliate. But there is a better way. The way of our Lord Jesus. We live in a society of vitriol and harshness. Listen to Jesus. Be merciful rather than harsh and demanding. To do this, we must have the love of Christ in our hearts. Next time, we'll continue with the subject of loving your enemies. And I warn you. The teaching of Jesus is even more convicting.
0: Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.